I'm kind of a doer. I kind of was raised with that productive drive. I want to check things off my list. And that can really go against the creative process. You can use those impulses too to get things done. But there are certain times where I, I need to tell myself to slow down, drop a few things that I'm doing, let myself kind of restore in order to kind of get to that place where ideas will generate again. This is Finding the Throughline, the show that gives you inside access to honest conversations about the creative process. I'm Kate Hanley. Thank you for being here today. I am so happy to have you. And I'm so happy to have today's guest. Jody Noel Vincent is an essayist whose work has appeared in such esteemed places as the New York Times, Harvard Review, Literary Hub, and Plowshares. Her essays have received honorable mention in the annual Best American Essay anthologies, and she's won multiple awards and residencies, including the Susan Adafat Prize for Creative Nonfiction from Arts and Letters and the Maureen Egan Writers Exchange Award from Poets and Writers. Jody lives in Providence, I think just a few blocks from me, and she's also the program director at Lit Arts RI which is a co-working space and so much more for the Rhode Island creative community. And that is where I first met Jody. She taught the Podcasting 101 class that I took before I launched my first podcast, How to Be a Better Person, back in 2019. And now I am so thrilled to be hosting her on Finding the Throughline as one of my very first guests. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much, Kate. I'm so honored and happy to be with you. <laughs> Me too. So how this works, so that you know, and so that our listeners know, is that I'm going to ask you questions that fall into three basic categories, practical matters, inner stuff, for lack of a better term, and what's coming up. If you're listening to the free version of this podcast, which I completely welcome and understand and appreciate, each section will come in its own short, easy-to-consume episode with a few ads thrown in to help me keep the lights on. And if you become a paid subscriber, you'll get the full interview in one ad-free episode. To upgrade to paid, come visit me at katehanley.substack.com. All right, I think that covers our basic itinerary. Let's get things rolling. So, Jody, you're an essayist. What drew you to the work that you're doing now? Like, how did you get to this place? Yeah. I write, as you said, mostly creative nonfiction. And that started just out of almost a very natural organic impulse to process my experience first through journaling. And then I think my trajectory as a writer has really been to kind of turn outwards, both in my research and the topics that I'm writing about and towards an audience or having an awareness of an audience. And so now I'm writing essays that range from observations about place and travel. And then in the last couple of years, topics that I've been writing about have to do a lot with chronic illness and specifically about how authors and artists have met that challenge of expressing that experience in life. Yeah. I mean, Nora Ephron said everything is copy, right? So I assume that chronic illness is something that you've been facing. Yeah, um, I fell ill with COVID early on in March 2020 and didn't get better for a very long time. So that experience was very new to me to be on that kind of 
kind of shadow side of life and to write out of it became very important as a way of kind of like processing what happened to me and exploring kind of, I don't want to call illness like a rich experience, but exploring kind of the the depths and the textures of that experience to really to survive it and hopefully to connect with other people who go through similar things as we all do or one day will. That's so true. What kinds of things keep you going? You've been at this for a while, right? Uh, So how are you staying in it? Yes, that's a great question. I want to say community. I mean, it sounds almost like a paradox because writing is is like something you do in isolation or solitude. And I really actually need that kind of time to myself to to be able to do the work that I do. But if there's not another side of it where I'm either like talking to other writers about the process or sharing my actual work and getting feedback on it, and ultimately, hopefully publishing a finished piece and hearing from readers and connecting with them. I think in the end, like that's what is motivating me, even if like the majority of the work is done alone in my room at my desk. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of something you said in your answer to your first question was that it started off as a way for you to process, but then it started to turn outward and, and like seeking an audience. And I think that's a really interesting sort of pivot point. And this is not on the list of questions that I provided you in advance, but I'm just curious, can you talk a little bit about that? Like how the awareness of wanting an audience rose, came about? Yeah, that's really interesting uh, question. I think, you know, I've always been pretty introspective and that processing in itself is rewarding to me. And so there is a lot that I write that never (laughs) has an audience or other eyes on it. But I think once you kind of taste the experience of maybe like having a reader or someone engage with your work or have it have an impact on them, that is such a rewarding experience. And I guess as a reader, I also have experienced that where I really needed to, you know, encounter someone's experience and often like an isolating experience or something and see my life reflected in it. And so having, being able to like provide that for someone else is kind of like ultimately I think what provides satisfaction as a writer for certain works. Um, there's still things that I just do for myself as well, which has a lot of value in itself. Yeah. Yeah. What about your current work experience or up to this point has happened more easily than you expected? It's all really hard. <laughs> Writing is hard. But yeah, but it also is like an organic way for for me to express myself. And so I think sometimes I'll be surprised by how the words flow when I really am in in an experience that is looking for like an outlet or a story. And I think even though it is hard and it takes a lot of time and it, it can be very isolating, I think if I I'm sometimes surprised that if I show up and even if I don't feel in the moment that a lot is happening over time, looking back, like you really do make progress and grow. And it's hard to maintain that perspective in the moment when it can be very hard to generate work. But you know, if you show up every day and and just write a little bit, that really does accumulate. And so in the end, that process does come a bit easier over time. What about something that was, I mean, you mentioned that writing is hard and (laughs) there's that quote, like (laughs) writing is easy. You just stare at the piece of paper until blood forms on your forehead or something like that. 
we understand a lot of it is hard, but was there something that was more difficult than you expected? Yeah, I think it just the, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of time to feel there's not a ton of opportunities to have kind of affirmation from the outside world. And I think that has to do with like a kind of difficult book publishing marketplace, as well as just kind of not to be too negative, but just, you know, less and less platforms to kind of publish on and find an audience. And I think there are really positive ways to approach that and creative ways that you can find ways to get your work out into the world and reach an audience. But that is a really difficult challenge I think a lot of writers are facing today. And so I think it's important to at least acknowledge it that because we're not all alone in it. It's a really difficult marketplace for writers or even just like finding platforms where your work can be shared and read. So I think just the time it takes to find ways to get your work out in the world can be a, is, has been and can be a, a challenge for me, for sure. Yeah. I'm curious, what kinds of attitudes or practices or things that you do with some regularity and with some intention help you be creative? I definitely need my alone time. I have to protect that. And then the other thing that I'm saying I sometimes like battle myself over is almost being less productive or like setting aside my to-do lists and remembering that like a large part of the creative process is actually creating space for yourself to kind of reflect and stare at the sky for a little bit um, and, you know, not do things. I'm, I'm kind of a doer. I kind of was raised with that productive drive. I want to check things off my list and that can really go against the creative process. You can use those impulses too to get things done. But there are certain times where I, I need to tell myself to slow down, drop a few things that I'm doing, let myself kind of restore in order to kind of get to that place where ideas will generate again. Got it. And what kinds of things do you do to restore? And what's the intersection between like you taking care of your just being, <laughs> you're just being a human person and that then making you more available for your creative work? Yeah, I definitely try to protect my mornings when I can really be alone and be alone in the first part of the day before things intrude on my thoughts and my process. And part of that, I have a morning yoga practice just at home, very simple, that I start out with. And then I just really need it to be me and the page first thing for things to happen for me. I can revise and research and do things later on in the day, but protecting that morning time um, is so important to me. And then, yeah, to restore, I, nature is really important to me. Exercise, walking, travel has also been a, a real source of inspiration for me. It's a complicated thing for me these days as well, but having new experiences and going to new places is also a source of inspiration. Yeah. So, okay, it's the morning time. It's like you're, you're going to sit down, you're going to get some work done, you're going to do some writing. What, where are you? What tools are you using? Like, yeah. What are the practicalities there? It's a fairly simple setup. I have a home office and a desk and a laptop. And I generally, when I, when I journal or write for myself, I'll write by hand, but um, 
when I'm creating something or writing an essay, I'm usually on my computer. I usually write in Word, but I recently have started using Scrivener as far as a tool. Often I write essays that have various different sections that weave together. And so Scrivener is a, a tool that allows you to kind of organize in different sections like that. So for longer essays, I've been trying that and that's been helpful. Otherwise, I'm just it's just me and my word processor, really. <laughs> nice. And what are some things that you do just for fun? Just for shits and giggles, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, my life right now feels sort of boring, Kate, but I um, I really love to read. And that is part of my creative process as well. And then most recently, I've been playing with my kitten because I just got a new kitten who has been like intruding on that morning creative time, but in a good way, I think. <laughs> you know, she really brings me into the present moment. And then, yeah, I I don't do this all that often, but I play basketball <laughs> and I have for a long time. And lately, it's just been me and the basketball hoop and it like helps me focus and kind of, I don't know, it connects to a part of myself that's so separate from the language side of my brain and kind of gives it a break. So physical exercise like that yoga too kind of helps me exercise a part of my brain that isn't being used uh, with writing. And that's kind of a nice balance. Awesome. All right. Well, that concludes this section of questions about the practicalities of how you get to where you are today and how you stay inspired. Coming up in the next Finding the Throughline episode, I'll ask Jody questions that are more internally focused, like how she deals with her inner critic when it starts chiming in, ideas or beliefs that she's had to rewrite, and maybe just like attitudes that have needed uh, some examination. So remember, if you'd prefer to get the whole interview in one ad-free episode, visit katehanley.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. When you upgrade to paid, you also get access to exclusive content and a monthly Finding the Throughline Zoom call where we write out our answers to one thought-provoking question. And then if you're up for it, read our answers. It's a little like communal journaling, group coaching, and a writing seminar all in one. And it's an incredible way to cut through the noise and stay connected to what's true for you. Not an easy task in today's information overload world. So come on back. Finding the Throughline airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. Connect with me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. Here's a little preview of what's to come in part two of this interview. Having something published is a really usually a, a rewarding experience. I am a very private person, so it's kind of strange to say that. And, you know, it's very exciting to have a publication, but there is always a, oh, okay, here we go <laughs> moment as well. I'm Kate Hanley, and this is Finding the Throughline. More to come on Wednesday. <laughs>